Hey, what's up? Tonight's episode of Pop Punk and Pizza is sponsored by Blueberry Podcasting. It's the podcasting service that I've always used since I started podcasting in 2014. I've always used it for Pop Punk and Pizza. So if you're thinking about starting up a podcast, or maybe you're thinking about using a different hosting service, go to blueberry.com, and that's spelled B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com. And uh, choose the hosting plan you want. You find the one you want, and then at checkout, use that promo code BANGERANGRADIO to get one free month of hosting. And the the big reason why I like to use Blueberry is because it integrates really well with my WordPress website for Pop Punk and Pizza. So, um, and also the the statistics are top-notch as well. So, again, Blueberry.com, B-L-U. B-R-R-Y dot com. And at checkout, use that code Bangarang Radio. And if you need any help setting up your podcast or transferring your podcast over, just let me know. I'll be happy to help you out. I've been having a lot of friends come up to me lately and say, hey, I'm thinking about starting a podcast. Can you help me out? So uh, Blueberry.com is where it's at. And that is the uh, hosting service I use for Pop Punk and Pizza. So let's get this uh, show on the road, shall we? I'm going out. I gotta go. I'll bang a ring on the radio. So turn it up. I'm telling you. I think I'm ready for something new. Hey, hello. It's nice to meet ya. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. Hey, hello. It's nice to meet ya. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. You're listening to Pop Punk and Pizza with Jacques Lamore. Hello, welcome to Pop Punk and Pizza. I am Jacques Lamore. It is so great to have you here tonight, or maybe you're listening to the podcast version later on. Regardless, I am so excited about tonight's guest. We have uh, Luke Gaffwood, who is the frontman and uh, lead vocalist of uh, Calling All Captains out of Canada joining us tonight. Uh, Good evening, Luke. How's it going, man? Good evening. It's going well. <laughs> Good. Um, we uh, uh, like before we we went on to to do this live stream. We were uh, we were cleaning up our our spaces <laughs> and trying to get it all nice and tidy. And and man, like you need to come over to my house and and clean my room because from what I can see on my screen right now, you you did a pretty good job in five minutes. Like that's impressive. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do it for you guys. Well, <laughs> yeah. We. Uh, no, but, well, for real, I was gonna say is that uh, actually I don't mind cleaning bathrooms. Yeah, you know that's something I don't mind. And is it weird that I like to vacuum? Or do you no. like to vacuum too? I'm, I'm like I'm not like vacuuming's biggest fan, but yeah, I don't the know. First TP was pretty good. <laughs> There's just, I don't know. It's so weird. Like, there's just something about vacuuming. It's just, like, fulfilling because, like, you see the dirt, like, it, you see it get get all sucked up. And that's kind of like the whole bathroom thing where you see, you know, if you're cleaning the the mirror or the toilet or the sink, you see all the dirt just, like, disappear. And there's something. Yeah, you can see progress. Yeah. And I I think that's what it is um, about about uh, vacuuming as well. I don't know. I'm weird, but um, I love I love how that's how we're starting off this <laughs> this episode. Absolutely love it. Um, so Luke, I've been enjoying uh, calling all captains the uh, 2019 EP uh, nothing grows here and uh, you know as I was listening to it um, again today, I was like, you know what like I don't know a ton about Luke or even the rest of Calling All Captains. Like it's like I've been listening to this EP for a while and it's like I I'm going to have to I'm I'm just excited to like learn about you and the band and like simply just like how you got started in your musical journey. Like I know that you were uh a, you started out as a drummer, right? Yeah. So so like how how old were you when you started drums and and who introduced you to that? Oh man, so so I've been playing music I'd say 
like trying to form bands since I was like 13 years old. And my first band, we were in junior high school. We were in grade nine. We called ourselves Potter, Poverty Stricken. Poverty Stricken? I love that. That sounds so punk rock. <laughs> yeah, we we just, yeah. And then I, I drew like this logo and I, I, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a bunch of cringe, but that was my first like <laughs> band. And um, we didn't we didn't have vocals because we were just writing instrumentals. None of us were confident to sing enough, but um, we got to open for the school play because we were the only band in the school. <laughs> <laughs> and it, we played two songs. We played two songs. We played one original where it was basically me doing a guitar solo for the whole time. Oh, yeah, I was playing guitar at this point. I started oh, okay. So guitar. you you, you started, started at guitar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I started playing acoustic guitar when I was like 11, 12. And then I got my first electric when I was 13 years old. Just like so, prime time to get yeah. that first electric, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was that was the shit right there. So, <laughs> yeah. So I was uh, just like bumming my way. We uh, all went to different high schools. So we didn't keep the same band or anything like that. I kind of just joined the school's rock and pop class where it kind of exposed me to my first like um, ability to play a drum set because uh-huh. like the school had a drum set, right? Right. So I was playing it and immediately, like as soon as I started playing it, I like, I picked it up. And so that Christmas I like, I like begged my mom. I was like, mom, like, please, like I need a drum set. Like, <laughs> I, it's like, I, I know, I know I play guitar already, but like you got like, it's like drums, drums are cool. So, and then they look at the price tag. They're like, Five hundred dollars well, for the cheapest one, yeah, <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't yeah. know what starter kits are these days, but I, well, it doesn't even matter. They're not cheap. <laughs> yeah, I'll never, I'll never forget it because it was eight ninety nine on Musician's Friend, and it came with everything I needed: cymbals, kick pedals, um, this and that. Right? What, so, what, was it like the? Um, it was what, a sound percussion eight piece drum set. Okay. So wow. it was like big metal, like like <laughs> like big toms. Yeah, had so, all the big toms, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's um, awesome. Yeah, so I remember I moved schools quickly in the first week of grade ten, which I went to a music school, kind of, like a music, like an arts oriented like high school. That's awesome. Um, but I moved schools a week in. Oh wow! In, into high school, so while I was doing this rock and pop thing. Um, I went to a new math class, right? And okay. this new new math class, like a couple weeks into it, um, you know, the teachers, they'd switch seatings around here and there, right? Sure. So um, they'd switch. I was eventually sitting to this nice young gentleman named Connor. And I dropped a guitar picking class. And he was like, yo, you play guitar. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, man, that's right. And he's like, "That's right, dude. What about yeah. it?" Yeah, and he, and he was like, "Dude, I, I was like, I play guitar too. Like, like, where do you live? We should jam sometime." Yeah. Turns out, um, we live on the same street. I'm number twenty one, and, and he's number ten. No shit. Wow. Take take the same bus home, but because we didn't really pay attention to each other, we never never had a click. Put, put there's a lot of people. There's a lot of yeah. There's a lot of kids on the bus. You know what I mean? So. Oh yeah, hell yeah. But so that was like the start of like the Luke and Connor special. He's been my best friend ever since. And, uh, I remember we joined the band together with our current bass player, Nick. This was not calling all captains. This was a different band. And we played some local shows, you know, did the, the local band thing. And, um, it just like kind of fizzled out just like, I don't know, just like lots of too many moving parts, you know, like uh, it's that early 20s stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, no, I totally get it. Yeah. yeah. So uh, but our bass player kept on. He formed a new band, which was Calling All Captains. <laughs> he, he formed a new band with uh, our current guitar player, Brad, and our previous vocalist, Mike. They formed a group and I went to their first show because Nikki was like, yo, man, you should come like watch us play and i was like all right man for sure you know i'll come support you yeah and then i watched and then i was the drummer for nick right so i used to be the drummer for the band and then i watched them play as this new band this colonel captains and then after he was like yo how'd you like it and i was like ah, it's okay but like your drummer's not very good and <laughs> i just I hate I just to pl- tell you this man yeah. but your drummer like, just blows 
Yeah, well, he, it's not that he was a bad drummer. It's just that it wasn't the next step drumming, right? And I'm not mm-hmm. saying I was either, but I, I was like, I played to a click drum or a click track. Uh, I was like, I really practiced. I didn't play with like 10 cymbals, right? <laughs> um, so yeah, there there's just a lot of a lot of things. Um, but yeah, eventually they had me come audition for Colonel Captain's as the drummer. And um, I did pretty okay. Because they, they asked me to come aboard. And from then we just started playing shows. We did a tour or two and Connor was in the background at this time. He was consulting all captains. I know like I was writing some guitar stuff and drum stuff for the band and he was helping me, but he wasn't in the band. He was just helping me with my songwriting. And eventually we got this opportunity to do like a long tour, like a two month tour all across Canada. And, um, we asked him to come and be a fill-in guitar player so that our front man didn't have to play guitar and sing because he was doing that the whole time. Okay. I'm trying yeah. to give him some more freedom. Yeah, 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 yeah. At this at this time, he got really into real friends and story so far, and he wanted to, like, <laughs> not play with guitar, you know? Yeah. This was, uh, this was, like, the rise of that, like, sad boy stuff. This was, like, 2000, like, 15, 16 okay yeah that was really that that was really when it was starting to explode yeah khaki shorts type shit you know yeah and it's so funny Um, like i always wore khaki shorts like before then (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) you know so well i'm part of me one yeah sure i have the uh fellas they're gonna be or at least connor and um the guitar players are coming over. I have the studio oh, cool. over there. And, um, oh, nice. Yeah, we normally practice on Wednesdays. Uh-huh. So, like, I, I know I have Wednesdays, like, for the band, right? So that's today. Yeah. You know? And this is so for techni- the band. I was going to say, technically, this is for the band. Well, well absolutely. shoot. Absolutely. Feel... This is definitely for the band. <laughs> feel special that, uh, you know, you're yeah. ditching band practice and, and hanging out with us. Well, yeah, it's... Hey. <laughs> I'm the singer, man. <laughs> That's right. But yeah, You're the singer. We'll you can do whatever so yeah, you want. We'll get, let's, get, let's get up to that point. So <laughs> we had Connor come aboard for the tour, and it was like the perfect flow. You know, like there was five of us. They were all doing like the jumping thing on stage. You know, it's like I was in the back just holding it down. And um, after that big tour, we did another, um, like another like month-ish tour or something like that. And uh, we had plans to go to the UK and to do an England tour. And uh, that was all DIY. We had no label, no like, no nothing, no management. It was just, you know, like uh, this was with another band called Chief State. If you want to get really in depth on that, you can look at our in our. Uh, we have a documentary with Chief State on the Mutant League Records YouTube channel. You can give that a watch if you're listening after the show, of course. <laughs> yes. Um, well, yeah, so we went over there, and right before we went, uh, Mike, he kind of dropped the, dropped the bomb on us. He's like, hey, guys, like, this touring life, it's not for me. You know, like, um, like I want a, like a solid relationship, this and that. You know, personal reasons. The band life was not for him. So, which is fair, honestly. Some days I feel that myself, but uh, we push yeah. on. Everybody you know? does. Everybody, yeah. yeah. It's uh, So, anyway. He told us that, and when we got back, we were still writing tunes. We had a couple songs that uh, we had written, but we needed to get vocals recorded on. And um, we were doing some auditions, and a few of the a few of them had like kind of unrealistic expectations of what being like a touring band was like. Of course, it looks amazing from the outside. They were <laughs> like, you know, like how much how much do you personally get paid? Like what if I you know, like this and that, like, um, I just started a job, you know, I was like, Oh buddy, I've quit jobs. You know what I mean? Like, it's, <laughs> it's like, this is what you get. You get $10 a day to eat. Oh, we don't <laughs> even do that for ourselves. We don't <laughs> even do that. All of it goes back into like the band account. Yeah. To, to this day, we've paid ourselves $15. Cause one time we did it. One time we did it in Toronto. One time we paid ourselves. And it was all downhill. Well, we, well, we've, yeah, man. Well, it's like straight up, we've never paid ourselves out from this band, which I think a lot of people don't realize is how we get a lot, a lot of things done. Yes. Right. Absolutely. I like I, I, uh, some advice for some other bands is 
you know, like when you get paid for a show, don't split it down the middle and go buy booze or like, you know, like don't split it and then go have a fun night, you know, like take that 150, put that in a box and then don't touch it. And then you play the next show and you get however much and then you put that in the box and then you have a cost coming up for the band. You're like, oh, let's check the box, you know, like eventually that box will get big enough that you can put it into a bank account. Right. And then you have a band bank account. And so like, it's, it's all these little steps, but yeah, continuing with the story. Um, <laughs> we can definitely I, get into yeah, some of that later on because that totally. would be, uh, that would be good to hear. Yeah. I, um, okay. We're already at 16 minutes. I'll speed up this little story. <laughs> hey, you, no, um, we, well, we've got, I'm, we've got time. I'm telling, so. a, I'm telling an abridged version. If you guys really want to get in like the, uh, in depth of calling all captains, there's a, a documentary we put out called made for this. Check that out as well. After we're, we love documentaries. Big fan um <laughs> hey why so, not i love documentaries too i'm gonna have to i haven't watched that one either so i'm gonna have to oh, check that out yeah that one uh our the director he won an award at a film festival for that documentary that's awesome so it's pretty cool that one's called made for this okay I mean, that's 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 free on youtube and shit um so anyway moving on so yeah, these we auditions, were, you were, you yeah. were auditioning these people. So yeah, we, we didn't really, none of the auditions kind of panned out. So we were all in the studio and I did backup vocals at the time. And Mike did say, he's like, you guys should try Luke and uh, see what happened. But uh, I was in the studio and we just tried it out. And it, that was disconnected. That was the first song we tried. And that shit slapped. We loved it. We were like, you know what? We were like, the voice is... Because, like, I, I t- to be honest, my dude, like, I'm not, like, I'm only now starting to get, like, a hang on my voice. So, a lot of, like, nothing gross here is just, like, I'm just reaching, bro. I'm just, ca- like, trying to catch these notes and wherever they can, you know, pushing my voice to the nines. Like, that's it's that's why it's so scratchy, my dude. Which uh, which is still, it's, it's th- that, I still sing like that on the new record, but now I know how to control it. Okay. Yes, now I know how to do other things and just yell. So, which is really cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, disconnected sound good, sounded great. Um, and at this time, I was still playing drums. So I recorded the drums for disconnected and nothing goes here. I recorded drums for those two tracks, but we still had the demos for the other three, or actually the other two. We were going to do a four song EP. And I remember at the last minute, like two weeks before, I went through some relationship stuff and then I wrote Fool's Gold. And at this time we were like in the talks of signing with Equal Vision because we showed them the songs of me singing and then they loved that. So they were like, yeah, so we'll record some more songs and we recorded Fool's Gold out of my head and Chasing Ghosts. Chasing Ghosts was a co-write with our producer and uh, other songwriter, Ty Elzy. And that one, that one obviously this is streaming the best you know so I yeah think... you've got well over a, i think it was like if a 1.5 million or something yeah. like that yeah. on that, that one song is, that one's doing pretty good and, and that's uh, just spotify so yeah that doesn't include yeah. everywhere else yeah uh, it's it's really cool so yeah anyway we, we packaged all these songs and then we sent them out got art this and that and like that's how we kind of form like the current calling all captains we have now. And I remember when I first started singing, we only had disconnected out, I think. And that was the big single that we were pushing. So we did a tour and if I'm singing, that means we need a drummer, right? (laughs) So we, uh, we had, our buddy Tim Wilson played drums for the disconnected music video. Cause he's really good. He can learn drums fast and we needed it within a week. So we just put him in all black, keep the camera off him a little bit. So that's why he's not really present in the disconnected video. Makes sense. Yeah. Yes. Right. So yeah. I, I remember we did a, we did a Western Canada tour and it went off. And when we got back, Tim was like, yeah, boys, I'll do it. Like I'm in, <laughs> I'll, I'm in. And so That's we got awesome. him. Yeah. So he recorded drums for out of my head, fool is gold and chasing ghosts. And, but so that's why if you listen to the songs, you'll, they'll hear that disconnected and nothing ghosts here are pretty chill. 
Like I, I'm not, I'm not like he's he's a drummer, drummer. I'm a guitarist <laughs> that wanted to learn how to play drums. Okay, so when and then yeah. So when when you did make that switch from being a guitarist then being a drummer, did you still like consider drums like your second instrument or? I still do. You still do. I guess now I would consider it my third instrument because mm-hmm. my first instrument would be my voice, right? True. Yeah. Now you've got that, obviously. So it, yeah. So it would go voice, guitar, and then drums. Yeah. That's, uh, wow, that's wild. Like going from being the drummer and then being the vocalist. Was it your idea to, I, I know you kind of mentioned, um, I don't remember which band member it was that was like, it was, yeah, it let's was the old singer. Okay, it was the old singer. Um, yeah. Was he the one that kind of pushed you, or did was that something that you actually wanted to do? You know what? It's kind of a mix of both. I remember just we just tried it just to try it so we could have a full song to listen to, right? Because we didn't have anything. We just had instrumentals. Right. And um, Back to uh, when you're 13. <laughs> yeah oh no it's uh this was like for the to go through like no i know i was just saying oh, yeah. like it all you know it yeah. goes back to when you were in that first band and none yeah, of you just, sang <laughs> yeah so we just wanted a song to listen to and it's i'll be honest like i got pretty down on myself like lots of the recording process like i was like there's no fucking way i'm gonna be a singer are you serious like everybody's listening to me at all points at all times like if i fuck up like people really fucking notice you know like it's it's a lot of pressure and i had a lot of big like everybody loved mike you know yeah. so like it's hard to take the take the spotlight right but yeah but it wasn't that i was uncomfortable with the spotlight like i do like the stage i've been dancing with my matey dance group we'll get into that later too but i used, yeah like, hell yeah uh, uh, Métis Square Dancing, I used to do that, and I've done that, been doing that since I was, like, nine years old. Whoa. So, so Whoa. I've, I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not afraid of audiences, and, and near the time I got to be, like, um, like, 17, 18, I started to MC. So I started to, you know, be the guy in front of the stage, being like, hey, everybody, welcome to our show, this and that. So I was already kind of doing the front man thing before being a proficient vocalist so it was the vocals that i was really most worried about you know like i'm not you know it's it's like uh it's a lot of pressure vocally and still i feel it to this day if i if i feel like i can't hit a note coming up i'll just scream like like i'll just do a metalcore scream instead Mm. or i just won't sing it yeah it sounds better than trying and failing i agree 100 percent yeah, because it's uh, it's better to sound good than be like, yeah. oh, they're okay, you know, or yeah, he's okay, exactly. yeah, you know. That's, that's my worst fear. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, so when you were like first doing those shows, like I think you mentioned that tour you went on when you were like freshly the new vocalist, and um, what Disconnected was out right yeah. as a single. Um, what were those first shows? like with you being in that that state of mind there's such a thing as too excited and i remember going way too hard first song and being like oh my god i'm out of breath like i'm completely full shot full stop i'm out of breath like that was something that i didn't prepare for because at practice i'm not moving around jumping around you know like trying to put on a show i'm just standing there so that that was a re it the first like three shows that we did, we played Kamloops, Vancouver, and I think Kelowna after. I'm not too sure, but either way, um, each show was like a different learning experience. I was like, okay, so here I can't, I can't go too hard here. You know, like this part, this part here is actually really hard. And then, um, you know, like let the crowd sing this part. And then, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's, yeah, so that, it was a lot of that going on. But um, yeah, because you were also singing old songs at that point. That oh, that was like completely out of my range vocally. You know, like right? We, we the only song we had was disconnected out. So, so like did the you? First tour. What what did you do in in that case? Did you just try singing the notes that Mike sang? Yeah, or... yeah. We didn't change keys. We didn't do nothing. We just kept the trucking, and I 
I did my best. But you know mm-hmm. what? It was the first tour, and everybody coming to see Colin Captains knew it was my first tour, and it and we just and like at that like at that point, um, most of the people in the audience are like homies, right? You know, they're friends. They're friends right. of friends. They, it's like people that you can fuck up in front of and like not feel too bad. Yeah. And as the band grew, I grew, you know. So that's that that kind of just helped the stage show overall, like. We had practice the other day and I pretended that I like I was in the crowd, you know, like I was like jumping around this and that and um I'm doing fine. So when you when you guys rehearse, do you I, I know obviously it's been what, over a year or maybe about a year since you guys were on the road, right? Because weren't you in in the middle of a tour when COVID happened or you just finished one, I think? We literally well, no, we finished our last shows December 2019. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I thought that it was, was thought it was February or, or March. I, I performed. I performed. I performed as Gaffwood. I opened up for Capsan. Okay. I opened up for Capsan. That was February. Early okay. February. And then wow. a couple weeks after that, it was March 2020, and then that's when it all happened. Yeah, right. We all know <laughs> the rest is history. We all know the rest of the story. Yeah. Um, but I was just thinking that it... Um, actually, I don't remember where I was going with that. <laughs> I don't remember it at all. It, it happens. happens to me all the time. It just goes. Um, but definitely Your, another... Sorry, go ahead. Your sponsor looks like it says Blueberry... It does. It's um. It's spelled B L U B R R Y. Yeah, blueberry. Blue blueberry. I don't. I still to this day, I don't know if they say blueberry or blueberry. <laughs> and I, I have maybe been using just English. I, I don't. I. I think they're American, but I mean, I've literally been using their service for like the last seven years, and I still don't know. No. <laughs> oh, they don't pronounced. know. They have. They haven't. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, because I use them for you know the podcast hosting for Pop Punk and Pizza, and you know, um, but uh, yeah, I I still don't know because I've I've heard it, I've heard it both ways. So that's why I'm kind of like not really sure, you know. But um, what I was gonna say uh is that it it must have been really fulfilling when nothing grows here came out and it's all you on the ep and it was just so well received and being you know fresh as as a a lead vocalist as a front man it just must have been it just must have felt so good to to have that acceptance (laughs) you know what there was a moment it was in lewiston idaho that was our first show that uh the ep had just came out so the only people, songs people heard at that time were Disconnected and Chasing Ghosts. But the EP had come out seven days prior, so that means that if you knew the other ones, that means you've been listening to it on repeat for seven days. Right? <laughs> so the first show we played to, we pulled up to this spot. You know, it's not like not a lot of people there. There's like, you know, 15, 20 people. And like, we start the show with our song Fool's Gold which was a new one at that time. And we had four homies in the front row. The moment we started, just screaming them back at me. My dog, I couldn't finish the intro. I was just like tears crying. I was like, oh my God, it worked. You know, like this, it's it's actually real. Like I, that was an emotional moment for me. And like, it's, they fucked me up, man. They got me fucked up. I literally told them, I was like, I was like, yo, I can't even sing it now. You got me fucked up. <laughs> and then, uh, That's the end of the set. Thanks for coming yeah, out. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, um, I pulled my shit together once the full band came in. I was still fresh from that song, right? Too. Uh-huh. And there's, 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 there's like lots of emotions coming in at once. And that's, that was like a good cry. I just, I never felt like, um, like my words would mean so much. You know, mm-hmm. I yeah. guess that's, you know, it's, it's, it's really, 
I don't know. Can't explain it. Yeah, you can't explain it at all. It's different when it, it's different when it's like a guitar solo or you're the drummer and you've got this crazy drum fill. Um, the the difference of performing that in front of people is just so different compared to yeah. words because words can come just like you're saying they can come right back to your face to where you can hear them and it's like whoa because obviously yeah. your audience isn't gonna like do the drum roll with you i mean some of them might sure but you know it I better mean, be the, a good one i bet i was gonna say it better be a good air drum because yeah. you know <laughs> but, but you uh, know like i that's why i was worried is like because i remember with mike our old singer we had an acoustic song that we don't play anymore because low-key i just can't i can't fucking sing it it's just too hard <laughs> um <clears throat> it doesn't really sound like us anymore anyway full above besides the point but mm-hmm. when he was playing it and singing it just with his acoustic on stage um because he did the full band thing on the land co- last chorus right up until that full band last chorus you couldn't even hear him because of the crowd. Wow. It's like it, like hometown shows, Kamloops shows, Vancouver shows. When he would play that song, the crowd would just be way louder than he could ever be. And it's like, that was a moment I was like, man, like I have to compare to that. Like I have to, I have to stand up to that. Yes. And that was the first moment that I was, I was like, you know what? Like there's something to this band. You know, like it's it's captains. Like it's maybe this band is special. You know, like it's it's the culmination of uh, the Edmonton music scene. All of these pop punk dudes, I guess. Yeah, I mean, pop punk um, is is huge in your area, and I feel like all over Canada, really. Um, it and... is, but it's so strange because we're the people. Yeah. That's true, you know. I, yeah, yeah. Good point. I guess it's so it's so. Yeah, but it's so weird because like I remember I was going to a like a story so far show and mm-hmm. they played it and there's like four hundred people there, you know. Mm-hmm. And then when we we play, we'll we'll pack a two hundred person room like on a good night. But then I was thinking to myself, I was like, I wonder if it's just like lack of a full length album. First off. And um, it's like lack of consistently good tunes, I guess. You mean like, on, like, on on your part is what you're talking yeah, about? Or are yeah, you talking about yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, on on our, on our part, like it's mm-hmm. it's um like just now, I'm really starting to kind of notice like the impact that the EP had, and um, yeah, it's like local shows are a bit different and i'm still in a local diy mindset man like we got we got a whole ass record label behind us and i'll be in pop punk groups on facebook and they'll be like unsigned bands comment your stuff and i'll go to comment and i'll be like wait you know like it's <laughs> it's it's I, when you, i spent like seven years in that type of thinking right so, yeah thinking oh wait so, a minute no we're signed yeah. whoops <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so so that's why i try not to get too down on you know like the local or like the um, mid-tier circuit grind you know when you'll have like three people at one show but then you'll have 200 at one show Mm. and you'll have like 20 at the next but then 100 at the next you know what i mean so it's yeah it's um it's just a mixed bag so i guess uh just watching all of these people in edmonton that would come out and see the story so far it tells me that like yo these people are potentially could be listening to us as well that like if if we write the songs if we put out the record you know like we'd have the audiences coming in in mass right and uh so why a full length instead of going for another ep because we already put out three i mean that's fair (laughs) that's fair i mean some i i just feel like there's not there's obviously the the trend is not to put out records. It seems like it's more or less EPs or singles. So I was just curious, like you just felt like it was time or was there just like, okay, I've got an inspiration I want to do. Cause obviously we, we don't know much about this LP yet because you're still That's on in, purpose. 
<laughs> and that's on purpose, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's just kind of like wanting to just, you know, take a little peek. I know you quote unquote leaked a song on TikTok that made me laugh, by the way. That that but, technically that technically is part of the single. I figured it was. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's, it still made real, me laugh because it was because it was like a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was literally only a second. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, because because I was wait, I'm like, you're like, okay, I'm leaking a song, a new calling all captain song. Okay, you ready? Here it is. And I was just waiting for like some like funny ass cartoon thing to come up, and I thought it was going to be some kind of trick. And then it was like, yeah, just like a a second of what yeah. sounded like calling all captains and i'm like oh okay so he actually was <laughs> wasn't completely playing around yeah no I, I i i don't think i'll ever be able to replicate my tone in that tiktok i was just like so nonchalant and like <laughs> like yo what's good it's your boy yeah oh yeah by the way here's <laughs> this you know yeah by the way here's this yeah here nice. you go um, so with it is, so what is the name of the the new record officially? I I can tell you guys that because we've been talking we've been talking about that a little bit. That's what I thought. I just yeah, wasn't yeah. sure if what I saw was correct or not. No, yeah, our our uh, song. Oh, whoops! No, our album name is called "Slowly Getting Better." Okay, so and it's like uh, all of the songs on the record kind of have some sort of. Um, kind of like a really personal reflection in a way, you know, like some, sometimes you don't want to do things and do better decisions and I'm keeping it loose, but I want these lyrics to hit hard, but just because that our lyrics, like, I think that's one thing that's a little bit different about captains is that like, I feel like the way we write lyrics are like super to the point. Like it's like I'm not gonna give you some grand metaphor about how I'm feeling. If I'm upset, I'll just be like, I'm upset. You know, like just come out <laughs> and say it. Yeah, you know, I'll, just, I'll, of, I'll just say it. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like um, I heard, I heard, I heard, I read this comment somewhere, and it was just like, "Colonial captains sound like." like in a good way that like you could do this too. Like, you know, it's, it's not some crazy groundbreaking, like hard to play crazy stuff. You know what I mean? It's like, it's a bunch of dudes just playing some rock and roll, you know, like it's, it is what it is, you know? And I, yeah. And we got a lot more of that. We got guitar solos on the record. We also have screaming and like heavy parts. We also have like pop punk classic shit. We have nice. some like, we have electronic drums and overlaid on the part, you know, like it's getting not, I'm not saying experimental, but we're definitely broadening what we've laid down the groundwork for and nothing grows here. Well, <clears throat> I was wondering with, you know, the, the single you released on your own called downtime, um, earlier this year, um, you know, after hearing that, it made me wonder, I, <clears throat> it made me wonder if there was going to be, some beats put oh nice uh, excuse me everybody <laughs> yeah here here we go there's a round of applause hey. for you <laughs> thank you thank you thank you thank you very much oh uh, that was that was solid uh that that's a good like that was like a nine out of ten that was pretty it was almost a ten that was that was how good that was. Um, yeah, no, I guess um, you will be hearing absolutely none of that shit for calling all captains. Well, that, okay, but but you're talking about you were talking about beats like in some of the the new songs, no, right? Electronic no. drums. Electronic drums. Okay, yeah, that's, that that's that, that is different. <laughs> there's it's so many. Beats. There's no there's no eight oh eights in there. There's no okay. like. <laughs> yeah no why you know, not no come on man maybe maybe lp2 no we, we we wrote some we wrote some uh we wrote some aggressive heavy pop punk you know that shit that i think that's been missing not gonna lie like i, I love all this music that's coming out but i feel like pop punk bands are not very angry anymore it, it's been missing a little bit i would say from some of the the higher up 
bands, you know. Yeah. I mean, you know? obviously you still have four years strong and bands yeah, like that, course. but, you know. Um, but even, like, the story so far, you know, like, uh, even our homies in Seaway, you know, like, it's, they're, they're taking a bit more of a, an accessible approach when I, I realized after listening to this whole record, I listened to it front to back a few days ago, and I was like, this is not, it's accessible, but you have to already like this type of music. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Is, but lots of other bands, you know, like they're, but I don't know, we're, we're hard as fuck. This, this record <laughs> will prove that for sure. I mean, it, it could be the fact that, you know, like All Time Low has been, oh, you know. I love All Time Low so much. Who doesn't? I mean, I love All Time Low. Um, but, you know, you got All Time Low, um, Machine Gun Kelly, um, that have been kind of, you know, seeping back into the mainstream with something that is pop punk influenced, you know. And mm-hmm. so I'm not sure if that's why there's been a lot of uh, new music on the softer side coming out because they're trying to, you know, maybe get a little ride on that. Yeah, I guess, uh, you know, just people riding the wave and mm-hmm. seeing where music's going. And, you know, like it's um, like we like we've collaborated with a uh, like a producer on the last song of the record. And the, the producer's name is Splash Gang. Splash know, Gang? Yeah, I don't know if you've heard of Splash Gang before, but like... He, no, um, I haven't. Yeah, Splash Gang does a lot of producing for some like underground emo rap artists, you know, like Garden, which who is who is getting a lot of notoriety lately. Um, so it's just kind of cool. And I think there's just going to be more blending, um, especially with like the Machine Gun Kelly Rise with all the emo trap, electronic drums, guitar stuff coming about. Yes. So that means it's just moments away from bands starting to write that type of stuff, right? Yeah, because it's all these solo artists right now. Um, yeah, yeah. That are, that are really successful with it. And um, there haven't been enough bands successful with it. So... Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that that plays out in the next year or two or however many. Yeah, yeah, because I'm wondering if um, the like if the Machine Gun Kelly record came out and it was a band and they were called, you know, like the Drive By Driveways or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, would it have still done as well? Yeah, I wonder that too. I I was thinking it's, the same thing because I feel like, um, and you know what he. He talked about this, and it is true. There's a lack of rock star, like there's a lack of star power in a way. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it's um, people love their bands, right? Yes. But it's um, it's nowhere near the same as like let's say a fan like Drake or Post Malone or Jack Harlow. You know, like it's the it's I don't know. It's like the very strange. Like I think it's the type of scenes that are just completely different crowds as well you know like you got like the mainstream um i'll call it the mainstream like music consumers right Mm -hmm. um where it's a bit more entertainment weekly and grammys and you know like idolship reading about the tabloids this and that which creates star power yes yes exactly yeah I, um, i agree with that yeah, like nobody's writing articles that me and my ex broke up. You know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> like it, it, but it's 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 kind of like that same thing. Is that um, I think that's why there's lots of solo artists doing better nowadays because it's easier for mainstream consumers to you know scroll through on TikTok, see one person, and be like, I like this one person, and then they'll follow yeah. them everywhere, right? Yeah. But if, if we made a TikTok and it's like all five dudes, and they scroll by and it's like, hey, we're calling all cats, and it's like skip. You know what I mean? It's... <laughs> unless you're BTS, like yes, yes. Unless 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 you're all like six feet tall and handsome, it's not happening. We're all under five ten and and just average. So yeah, yeah. That's that's how it goes for <laughs> for sure. I loved how you uh, you described that because it's it's sad. It's sad but true. It really is. Yeah. Um. So let's um. Let, let, 
I was curious when you were when earlier you brought up learning how to go from having more of that gruff sound in your voice to having, you know, the smooth sound. I feel like everyone's journey for learning how to learn their voice or um, control it is a little different. So what's what's yours in this case? Because you said you've actually, in the studio now, you've learned how to do things a little yeah. more properly. So yeah. how, did, how did that work for you? Uh, so before our first tour with me fronting the band, um, we did a practice and realized that I had a lot of work to do to be like a frontman vocalist. So me and uh, the guitar player, Connor, my best friend, we every single night like i'm not even kidding every single night for about four or five months we would watch warm-up videos do practice videos with a youtube channel um for a man named jeff rolka jeff polka rolka it's like polka it's like polka with an r okay okay yeah i get you yeah so amazing coach like, like even off a YouTube video, you feel like he's right there teaching you. Mm-hmm. And we would just watch video after that. You know, it's uh, we found out that we were not baritones. We were tenor vocalists. Oh, okay. And, and so it's through his videos, we did all this. And we would practice these songs like two times, like three times, four times. And like, you just go, I would sing for... You know, we would we would cap it at like two hours a night, but it was solid, hard practice. And I still have a lot way to long way to go. You know, like um, having, and that's kind of how I helped myself learn how to just use my clean voice a lot more. Like if anybody listens to my solo stuff, it's pretty much all clean. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. And that's on purpose. And that's just because I've learned how to do that with my voice. I've tried to sing like that over Captain stuff. It sounds bad. I'm just going to be straight up. It, <laughs> like, it's, it's like, I, we, we, we got to be, I got to be singing mad. You know, like it's, it's just way better. It just sounds better. It's, it's way over. So, but um, through these Jeff Roca videos, I figured out how to actually fry my voice in a higher register. I figured out how to switch between like a chest voice and like a mixed voice and singing full head voice and the sound of passaggio break how to get rid of the break which is if you're listening it's like the part in your voice that's like uh you hear that little little thing yeah so um so if you do some vocal warm-ups and you do that for like 15 20 minutes get your voice all ready to go you won't have that break it's it just smooth the whole way up and you can just transition between the voices. And um, so that's kind of helped me in my live game. Now, when I sing live, I'm going to be singing a bit cleaner in spots just because it's easier on my voice. Right. But um, I do scream a lot more live because I love screaming. I wanted to be a metal vocalist. I know how to scream. I know how to scream when I was in grade eight. I've, I've, I just never once thought about, hey, I should probably sing too. <laughs> but so for you, is it, how do you go back and forth between screaming and singing? Is there, do you, is take there a, a lot breath. of, you just take a deep breath. Is there, do you have to think about it? Uh, not really. You just, it's just become automatic. I, I wasn't sure like for you, if that was part of like the whole blowing out your voice thing was yeah it's you know you know what i hear i hear lots of vocalists like doing that but they're not on wood because i've never done that yet maybe i've done it i just don't know because i'm so uneducated <laughs> on my voice <laughs> i don't know it sounds like you're starting to learn a lot though i mean yeah I'm... i i'm trying to but yeah no i guess um I guess endurance is one of the things that I, I guess um just mostly focusing on because, you know, like there is spots where uh, like I need to use a clean part of my voice. And if I have a lot of adrenaline, it's just a lot of pushing. But a lot of singing is actually holding back your voice and controlling it. So if I have too much breath or if I'm out of breath, 
I might as well just scream <laughs> because <laughs> I, just be just for just for tonal sake. Yeah. So, um, what can I? I know there's a lot you can't talk about with this new LP, but what can you tell us about it? I know we can't talk about the release date. We know the title. Um, what else? What else can you? Leak safely, <laughs> so to speak. I think everybody listening to this should follow our Spotify because you should keep an eye on it. Watch it day and, and night. <laughs> yeah. Keep an eye on it and um, let us know what you find in like the next few weeks few weeks oh man now i'm excited don't tease me luke uh i'll put out another tiktok teaser for the <laughs> then the, the next the next second yeah the ne- <laughs> yeah man like i listened to that one second like 20 times already i think i got this song figured out already i think i know it just from that yeah. listening to that one second Absolutely. about about <laughs> about 20 times um let's see we got uh let's see we got about 10 or eight more minutes left um what um i know we 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 mentioned earlier that we were going to talk about some other things like did you say square dancing earlier yes sir so how the hell did you get into square dancing because now i'm just picturing you like in the whole like Square I dancing got, I got, outfit. I got, you know. I got that shit. I got that shit. Yeah, you got all. Do you still square dance? Oh yeah, you betcha. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's a big part of my life, man. So I'll okay. I'll put it straight. So in Canada, we got three indigenous communities. Like kind of our blanket terms. Uh-huh. We got we got the Inuit community. Uh huh. Um, the Métis community, which is me, okay. and the and First Nations community. So that's what you'd you call our Native Americans. Okay, I was gonna say we're yeah. talking about Native Americans, right? Yeah. So okay. you, so so in America, you guys just have Native American. Mm-hmm. So we kind of broaden it a bit in Canada because of lots of indigenous history up here. Um, sure. As you get as you get farther north, you get to you know like Inuit Inuk communities. Um, mm. That's in like uh, you know Yellowknife, Macalawit, um, you know, okay. et cetera. Et cetera um that's like the yukon like that next to alaska type shit you know what i mean yeah um so yeah and then you come down uh you'll find first nations uh bands everywhere you know like it's all spread out canada we got um first nation like reservations like all across but um for metis people metis people we're kind of special in a way uh we're the only recognized mixed i'll call it mixed race um community that's like recognized on a federal level because of how much history is within like our culture oh that's interesting <clears throat> because if, i don't know if you know this but we flew the metis flag as a people years years before the canada flag was even created i didn't know that no yeah so um so metis people are a mixture of a First Nations and European. So when lots of settlers came to North America and started to settle in Eastern Canada, they would find, you know, like obviously they would come into contact with the local First Nations communities. So that means that let's some some of these white guys, you know, they'd fall in love. You know, some <laughs> of these some of these native guys, they'd fall in love with these white ladies, right? Right. So yeah. Yeah. So because of them actually having like a real relationship, wanting to start a family, they were kind of not seen as either white nor First Nations. They were actually not allowed to be, it's like their First Nations community shunned them. But because there was like a First Nations in the couple, white communities shunned them as well. Damn. So, so then they started, did they start like their own? Yes, they started to go west. When you hear about Canadian culture and you hear about the voyageurs, the ones mm-hmm. that went west to settle, 
all of these voyagers were Métis people, you know, like it's communities of, um, you know, like generations of mixture between culture and culture, you know, refined down over the years and over traveling, you know, it's, um, there's actually a lot to it. I was actually, I participated in a video, but which is kind of what we're leading up to is that Métis people have a very specific style of dance that uh-huh. is that is a mixture between first nations scottish french and irish dancing oh my it's, gosh that's so many yeah <laughs> that's yeah. so many different yeah. things <laughs> yeah but it but it's but it's legit and I, if you put in uh, on youtube if you go history of metis jigging you'll find a video of yours truly i participated in that and i found out it's actually being played in schools across alberta Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And, that's so uh, cool. Yeah. So uh, a little bit more about that is that music is probably the biggest aspect of our entire culture. Music and dance. So, you know, like it was fiddles, it's guitars, you know, it's spoons, it's um, dancing with uh, your families, your friends, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. with, that, with that came square dancing. So we have traditional square. I have a traditional square dance group that have been dancing the same dances that they've danced a hundred years ago. You know, it's um, been refined over the years. And I want to give a big shout out to the Métis Nation of Alberta who consistently put on, put us on for lots of different events and advocate for us. And um, more or less like they're our biggest supporters. One thing that's kind of special about where I'm from in Alberta is that we're the only province in Canada that uh, has Métis settlements. So my family is from up north called Paddle Prairie Métis Settlement. My mom has land up there and, you know, there's, you know, communities, generations of Métis people that have been, you know, like, is that's one of the coolest things about the Métis people is that it's not just the music, you know, like the white stuff too, is that there's a lot of First Nations practices, you know, like, there was still trapping, you know, like there was hunting, there was um, lots of like herbal medicines, you know, like lots of things that were adopted from the First Nations culture that was kind of the bare bones of what it would shape to be with the white influence, right? So there's actually a recognized language now, but it wasn't called that back in the day just because it's just how they had to communicate, but it's recognized as Machif, which is a mixture of Cree, French, and some English. It's kind of like a, it's just like the Métis people. It's a hodgepodge of different cultures, right? Yeah. So right. that's like Cree language and First Nations language is very good for descri- describing. Okay. Very good. Very heavy in descriptions because that's how lots of um, the language lexicon is based off of its descriptive words, right? So well, let okay. me tell you guys a word for dog is a Tim. But because horses were never native to North America, they come from Europe, they were called Mr. Tim, which is big dog. Okay. So that's, <laughs> that that's, makes sense. So, yeah, so that kind of gives you a bit more. And that's another thing too is that Cree language specifically is really funny because you can make up words to describe things because it's a descriptive language. So there's no word for hippopotamus, just outright. But I could say, and that means hippopotamus with all of the descriptive words. That's one of the longest things you could say. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. So, yeah. That's it's, really um, cool. Yeah. And we got about huh. 15 seconds left for the hour. <laughs> and that's been today's history lesson, kids. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's really yeah. cool. Like, it's cool that's that a, the, the, cause yeah. like here in America, square dancing is just like, you know, oh, it's just like, oh, no Opry type beat shit. Right. You're like, oh, it's just a bunch of hicks getting together and, you know, square dancing, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. But like square oh, yeah, dancing, no. square dancing that you're talking about is completely different and it oh, sounds it's, it's... so cool and it's so cultured. I and love it's that. lively. It's lively. Yeah. It's 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 an actual show. That's cool. You know? Yeah. yeah. That's that's one of the biggest things that I do like about that. I love that. Um, 
All right. Yeah, man, we could go on forever. There's so many things <laughs> we could talk about. I love this. Um, but uh, yeah, we, we got to wrap up uh, for the night. So what, uh, any, any uh, last, uh, it's not, I feel weird saying last words because it's like you're going to die, but you're not dying. Um, but anything, <laughs> well, I hope I don't. <laughs> yeah. Anything you want to close out with though? There we go. I was going to say last words, but I'm like, gosh, that sounds bad. Um, but yeah, any, any, uh, you know, what what do you want to close out with? Uh, hmm. Well, I want to close out with. I want to close out with some advice for everybody listening. It's uh, it's to really look for the good in the day. We all have the bad days. I have some myself. I'm going through it right now. But look for the little moments of sunshine because you'll you'll find it almost every day. If you look for the bad in the day, dog, that's all you're gonna see. Yep. Yeah. And I know it's cliche, but um, if you want better, then go get it. Hey. <laughs> there you go, man. Yeah, you want better, you just go out and get it. That's how it works. You know, it doesn't come to you. You go to it. So. Awesome. Well, Luke, it was great to meet you, man. Thank you so much for being on Pop Punk and Pizza. I hope I hope you had fun. I had a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, listen to Calling All Captains. I guess listen to Gapwood too, because that's cool. Yeah, dude. Yeah, look and, up Gapwood uh, on Spotify if you have. And watch our documentaries. Yet. Watch our documentaries. We have them out right now. Go to our Instagram page as well, which is Calling All Captains. You just go to the link in the bio, and you can find us everywhere. Awesome. Cool, man. Well, Luke, you have a great rest of the night, man. Cool. You too, mate. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, you're welcome back anytime, by the way. Awesome. Hey, <laughs> let's get it going in a little bit. Yeah. Sounds good, dude. Can't wait for cool. the new record. Word. It's going to be slapping. All right. I'm getting <laughs> out of here. You take care, right. everyone. You too. Bye. Peace. All right. Uh, thank you so much uh, once again to Luke Gaffwood of Calling All Captains for uh, being on the podcast tonight. And um, if uh, you uh, want to uh, go, like he said, uh, like he said earlier in our conversation, go ahead and uh, follow them on Spotify or wherever you stream music, because it sounds like we're going to be getting something new in the next uh, couple weeks or so from Calling All Captains, which I cannot wait to hear. I uh, can't just wait to hear that new uh, LP in full whenever it is dropped. So I'm Jacques Lamour. This episode of Pop Punk and Pizza has been sponsored by Blueberry or Blueberry Podcasting. You can go to Blueberry Podcasting, um, or no, go to Blueberry.com, which is spelled B-L-U-B-R-R-Y uh, .com. And uh, pick the podcast hosting service that you want or plan that you want. And at checkout, use that promo code Bangarang Radio to get your first month absolutely free. So if you're thinking about starting a podcast and you're not sure what hosting service to use, Blueberry is the one I've been using ever since I started podcasting, and I absolutely love it. So if uh, podcasting is something you're wanting, wanting to f finally dive into, hit me up. Um, and let me know if you need some help, because I'm happy to help you for, for free, for nothing. I'm not like a professional, like, you know, I don't know everything about podcasting, but I have been doing this for a while, and I'd be happy to help you out. So um, you can hit me up on all socials, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at PopPunkPizzaPod, if you have any questions about uh, podcasting. But again, Blueberry.com, that's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com. And use that promo code Bangarang Radio to get your first month of hosting absolutely free. So um, coming up next week um, on the uh, podcast and, and live stream, because uh, if you missed the memo, we are doing a live stream every Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Central Time on our Facebook, our YouTube, and our Twitch um, next week. I'm sorry, I have, I have to pull up the schedule here. Uh, next week, April 28th, we have uh, Drives the Common Man joining us on the podcast. And lo and behold, he's another Canadian artist, and he's super, super talented. Um, 
and also happens to be from uh, the Native American culture as well. So I'm looking forward to uh, talking to Drives the Common Man. He uh, recently just signed a deal with uh, Lost Music Collective. So uh, we'll be talking about that as well. Uh, So if you want to catch up on previous episodes in the meantime, you can go to poppunkpizzapod.com or we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Find us there. Uh, Catch up on previous episodes. Uh, Give us a positive rating and review because it really does go a long way and helps get the word out about the podcast. You can also find merch, uh, find out how you can sponsor an episode of the podcast or submit your band to potentially be on the podcast, whether it's just having your music played or a possible interview. You can do all that fun stuff at poppunkpizzapod.com. And uh, don't forget to sign up for our mailing list there as well. So have a great rest of the night. Have a great week. And I will talk to you next Wednesday, uh, April 28th, with Drives the Common Man, 7 p.m. Central Time on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. Thank you so much for watching. And uh, have a great night. (laughs) Hey, hello. It's nice to meet you. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. It's nice to meet you. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza.